Welcome to Being Eve. I'm your host, Casey Alexis, and this podcast is designed for the everyday woman who seeks to do more than just survive. You want to thrive. The goal is to inspire, empower, and encourage you as you find commonalities within my story and the stories of some extraordinary guests. Join me as we dive into this brand new episode. Hey ladies, welcome back to Being Eve. It is a gems episode. Yes, and I'm excited about this episode for a number of reasons. If you don't know what a gem episode is, well, let me explain it really quickly. So a gems episode is pretty much an episode that I do um, after I have a guest on the podcast. And I pretty much do a deep dive on the conversation on some of the things that I was able to grab, some of the gems that they dropped during the conversation. And I grab those gems and I pretty much put them in my heart pocket. And I take this time out during this episode to share those gems with you all. And hopefully giving you a greater insight, deeper insight that you can pick out your own gem. So with this episode, I wanted to talk about the gems from my conversation with Natika Geeter. Yes, episode four, A Mother's Love. That episode was amazing, y'all. And it came right after the episode of Father's Love. And guess what, ladies? That was not planned. Yes, you heard me right. That was not planned. I did not purposely do that at all. A matter of fact, just a quick backstory. I interviewed Natika and Ruth back in October of 2019. Their interviews were separated by a number of weeks. I did not realize that their conversation was going to be so entwined in regards to parenting and forgiveness and all that good stuff until I was listening to the episodes to edit them and get them ready for release. Yeah, mind-blowing, I know, but I didn't plan it. And I wanted to share that so you all knew that these episodes, I truly believe, was divinely purposed to be released in this way because these two episodes blessed me abundantly. I was able to grab so much from my conversation with Natika and I wanted to just jump in and share that. So before I jump into the first gem, did you hear the episode yet? If you hadn't, feel free to stop me right now. I'm okay. I will not be offended. Head on over to Natika's episode so you can hear her story from her. You can hear the process, the growth, and what she experienced. And then come on back to hear the Gems episode. And trust me, you'll be happy that you did. So jumping into the first gem. Ladies, wow. Perspective is everything. When we're able to see things in a different light, we're able to understand things on a greater level. And being able to hear Natika share the fact that she was able to see her mom in a different light once she had her own child, sealed that for me in such a great way. Because Natika being able to do that allowed her the opportunity to see her mom from a different angle, which changed her perspective and her understanding, which opened the door for conversation, grace, and forgiveness to take place. And so you see how those two things connected in such a way 
that once our perspective shifts, we're able to see things in a new light. We're able to gain understanding. We're able to apply forgiveness. We're able to offer grace and be able to literally continue on a relationship with someone or just be able to walk in that freedom and knowing that I understand you. I know why you did the things that you did. I'm not going to hold it against you. I'm going to forgive you. I may not be able to forget because that situation has already been imprinted on my mind, but I will be able to apply forgiveness to you. And I'm not going to have to walk around with this heaviness, with this burden, but I'll be able to live my life freely and completely and knowing that, yes, you did the best that you could with what you had. It's amazing how when we apply forgiveness within that way, we apply freedom to our life. Freedom and forgiveness for me goes hand in hand. And you know, it's not freedom for the person, it's freedom for us. You know, the person, when we apply forgiveness, they don't get away scot-free, right? Our flesh tells us, oh, if I forgive that person, I'm giving them a pass, da-da-da-da-da. But it really isn't the case. When you're applying forgiveness to that person, you are releasing them. You are releasing them from you. You are releasing yourself from that imprisonment that that situation had you in based upon that hurt and that pain. You're making a distinct decision to live free, to live a life of freedom. Forgiveness and freedom goes hand in hand. Wow. When I think about forgiveness and freedom, I think about what took place on the cross with Christ. When he was on the cross and people were mocking him and they were laughing at him and they were joking, he looked down from where he was, arms stretched, blood pouring down, body in pain due to the beating, nails in his hands and his feet. And he says to the father, father, forgive them for they do not know what they do. My God, that freedom in that moment that freedom that he did not allow that situation and what was taking place in front of him to bind him. And I know a lot of you who are saying, well, he's God, he can do that, you know? But I want to share the fact that he's God. Yes, he was God in human flesh, but he also experienced that human pain and the human hurt. So he understands us, right? But more importantly, ladies, he understood that there was a greater mission at hand. There was a greater mission at hand that he could not allow that unforgiveness to stifle him, that unforgiveness to burden him, that unforgiveness to imprison him because his greater mission was salvation for the world. And so if he allowed the unforgiveness to bind him, he was never, ever, ever going to be able to do what the cross was meant to accomplish. And that is freedom. The Bible says, who the sun sets free is free indeed. That freedom is here for those of us who desire to not be held captive by the things that we've experienced in our past. And I just want to encourage you and empower you and inspire you as I am myself in these moments as I was self-reflecting after I heard this episode to not allow these things to imprison you any longer. Your mission is greater than the actual offense. The mission that God has for you, your purpose, your calling, your gifts, 
the things that he's given you, every good and perfect gift that he's placed in your life is much greater than the offense that took place. So don't let that hold you captive. There's freedom available to all of us who want to receive that freedom, who want to accept it and say, you know what, I'm going to let it go. Now is the time to say, you know what, that was my past, but that will no longer be my present. That will no longer be my future. Those things won't be my identifiers. They're going to be my experiences, but they won't be what identifies me. They won't be my name. They won't be what people will see in me when they look at me. I have greatness in me. I have God in me. And therefore, I'm not going to allow those things to hold me captive. Freedom is here for those of us who desire it and who wants it. It's not easy to let go of those things, but I guarantee you it is worth it. It is worth it, ladies. It is worth it. The other biggest takeaway that I had with this episode with Natika was when she talked about the process that she went through of forgiving her mom. And as she was making a sincere effort to do that, she also realized she did not want to apply the fear of her past onto her children. When I tell y'all that was mind blowing for me because I know that I know that I know that I have done that with my girls. Being a woman who as a child experienced sexual abuse, it is something that stays with you, right? To the point where when you have your own daughters, you're always mindful of that. Um, you don't let them go and, uh, to anybody's house. You don't let them out of your sight when they're at certain areas. Like I hover over them. And I know that I know that that experience has a lot to do with my reactions when it comes to parenting these precious daughters of mine, because there's certain things that just stick in my mind about little girls and little boys experiences too, that, you know what? Oftentimes a lot of us are, um, offended in this way. A lot of us are abused in this way. And so I didn't want my daughters to experience that. I didn't want them to ever feel that violation, but guess what? It was out of a place of fear. I was hovering over them. I didn't allow them to do certain things. I was, I'm overprotective in, in that regard. And so I realized when Natika said what she said, Hey Casey, it's time to self-reflect. It's time to hold up that mirror time to make some changes because one thing that I don't want to do is be so overprotective that I don't let them experience freedom that I now imprison them based upon my own experiences that I take away their ability to have that sense of freedom of life because of my own experiences and so when I realized that I really had to pray I really had to talk to God about it so that he can help me through it because it's not easy, but I know at the end of the day, it's going to be worth it, right? Because I don't want to push them. Um, when, once they do go out, right, go to college, high school years, and now they taste a little taste of freedom and they go and buck. Wow. We all know, <laughs> we all know them friends that were all locked down. And when they finally got some freedom, I ain't say no names, <laughs> But they went buck wild, right? And so I don't want that to be the case with my girls. 
And so, and I had to come to the realization that Casey, you can't be wherever they are. Like when they go to school and all, you can't be everywhere at all the time, 24 seven with eyes on them, right? That's not my job. That's not my place. I have a God. I have a God that I have, I believe in, that I trust. And he is omnipresent and he is omniscient. And so therefore he can watch over them and he can protect them. He can assign angels to surround them wherever they go. So why am I relinquishing him that opportunity? Why am I standing in his way um, for him to be able to do that? So I had to relinquish that control and say, you know what, God, my bad. <laughs> let me step out of the way and let you do what you do so well. And so here they are, God. Here are these daughters that you have given my husband and I. Please protect them. Please watch over them. Please assign angels to them that wherever they go, from now until the end of days, that you will be with them, that your hands will be upon them, that you will never leave them nor forsake them. Our God is omnipresent. He is omniscient. He got our back. He calls us his daughters. And so if we would just relinquish that control, he will take care of the rest. And so that was a huge gem for me, ladies. The other gem, the other thing that I was able to walk away with was the fact that, you know what? Children are little people, y'all. <laughs> they are little people. They have their own minds. They have their own personalities. They have their own gifts and talents and abilities. And we have to treat them as such, right? One of the things, and before y'all like, hold up, hold up, you done lost me. <laughs> Let me reel you back in a little bit. So uh, one of the things that I realized growing up in a Caribbean household where you were seen and not heard is that you really did not have a voice, okay? <laughs> and to this very day, even as an adult, they treat you like a child. They still call you Timun. Timun is little kid. <laughs> so that's how they address you. Timun Sayo, these little kids. So it's important for me to really understand that my children are little people. And I've implemented that in a lot of ways in, in my parenting. I can assure you, I, we had to have talks about being respectful in it because you know, the kids, they will try you, but I don't play that. Um, and I talk to them as if they are, well, as if they are little people. And when I have these conversations with them and I discipline them even in this way as well, because Cameron is now eight, um, Brielle is now five on her way to be six. Um, there are certain things like timeout and all that stuff that really doesn't work anymore. So I had to boost up my game. I really had to start having conversations and treating them, um, like little people that when I speak to them, that they're able to hear the words and that they're able to process the information that I'm giving them. And um, with that, be able to make the right decisions and be able to do the right things and come away understanding what mommy is trying to say. And I started to implement that specifically when I realized that my, my youngest daughter and I, 
relationship was a little bit uh, rough. <laughs> and the reason that is, is because we are so different. Um, I love my children, but each one has their distinct personalities. Cameron and I, the oldest one, get we get along a bit better because our personality meshes. She reminds me a lot of myself. Brielle, on the other hand, is very different. She's outspoken. She is demanding. She's very witty. Um, she's just different, y'all, okay? So I realized we were getting to a place where our relationship was not as good as I wanted it to because I was handling her from a place of frustration. I didn't understand her. I didn't get her. I didn't, I couldn't discipline her the right way. And so there began to have friction because when you don't understand something, the human innate response is to dominate and to control because I don't understand you. So I'm going to figure you out by dominating and control you. And you're just going to do what I tell you to do. Right. And so because of that, I decided to pull back a little bit and say, you know what, let me learn her. The way that I learned to learn her was by giving her the room to share her heart on certain things, to share her opinion, to tell me what she likes, what she doesn't like. And when I gave her that space, it allowed me to understand her better. It allowed me to see her in a different light. It allowed me to see the gift, the, the, the calling, the purpose that she has on her life. And based upon that, I'm able to parent her in a much better way than I was doing before. Because literally what I realized, ladies, is that Jeremiah 29, <laughs> 11, right? I have a purpose and a plan for you, a plan to prosper you, a plan to give you a hope in the future, right? Plans not to hurt you. That applies to them as well. It applies to us, but it also applies to our children. But if we don't take the opportunity to learn them and give them the space to be the people that they are and the people that God shaped and molded and formed, then we won't know them. And if we don't know them, we're not able to guide them. So that plan and that purpose that God has for them to can come to fruition, that we won't stifle them, that we will allow them to grow in the way that he desires for them to grow so that they can be the people that he wants them to be. I realized that if I did not stop in what I was doing and how I was disciplining her, I was going to break her spirit. I was going to take her voice. And therefore, I was going to be ruining God's plan to the point where she would have to be sitting in a chair <laughs> in the therapist's office talking about all the things that her mom did to her and how her mom talked to her and how her mom reacted to her. And so I had to make a distinct decision to switch things around. Another gem that I walked away with, ladies, was changing the game to be a better mom. Ladies, you all know how I feel about change. If you've been listening to the Being Eve podcast in season one, I encourage change because I truly believe change is absolutely necessary in this thing called life. In order to be better people, better women, better believers in Christ, change is a requirement. And so I encourage that to be a better mom as well. And I'm sure you've heard that within the episode with Natika 
is that, listen, do whatever it is that is necessary to help you be a better mom. Whatever systems you need to put in place, uh, like Natika shared, whatever changes that need to be made, do what it is that is necessary in order to be a better mom. When you are a better mom, you're not just impacting the child, but you're impacting the adult. You're impacting who they're going to grow up to be. And then based upon that, when they have their own children, you're impacting your grandchildren. So ladies, you're literally impacting generations. As I shared on the Gems episode of A Father's Love, when one woman's life changed, it's not just that one woman, it's generations because she's nurturing lives. She's shaping them. She's molding them in her actions, in her behavior, in the things that she does. So I encourage you ladies, change the game, change it, whatever it is that you need to change in order to be a better mother. Do what it is that is necessary because again, you're not just impacting that child, you're impacting the adult they are going to become. And so whatever change that you can do in order to encourage and empower them to be the best versions of themselves that they can be, to be the best version of whatever it is that God has called them to be, then let's do that. Let's change the game, ladies. Last, but certainly not least, we got to love on our teachers, y'all. I tell you, um, I've taught in my past life, <laughs> as discussed on the past episode, but I've also had the, um, the amazing opportunity to see how teachers impact the lives of children because of my own children. Um, you know, Cameron, again, is not as vocal as, as Brielle, right? The youngest. And um, she wasn't vocal in school, but she would be vocal at home. And there was one specific teacher, her first grade teacher, that changed her educational experience um, by simply just allowing her the space to be herself, encouraging that and allowing her the room to be herself when she was at school. And let me tell you, that changed the game for her. Um, and that changed the game for me. That changed the game for her in school. It just changed so much. It empowered her and it equipped me to be better in the uh, um, in a way of encouraging her when she's at school to just be herself, right? Because at one point, because she wasn't being vocal in school, I would just like push her and like, come on, Cameron, and not allowing her the space to say, hey, if that's something that you don't want to do, I know that you, who you are at home, but if that's something you don't want to do in school, I'm going to give you the room to do that. And um, her teacher showed me that. And let me tell you, Cameron came out of her shell because of that experience. And so for me, a teacher can make a world of a difference. And so ladies, if you um, haven't been as on hand in your son's or daughter's educational life and being there to encourage and empower the teachers that are touching the lives of your children, I encourage you to do so. And like Natika shared, she shared so many great points. Like if you are a single mom and you can't be that hands-on, some of the other things that you can do in order to be hands-on. And um, 
just that's just it that uh, Natika shares so many gems <laughs> from that episode and ladies she she gave a lot of take action items that I don't even need to give my own take action items because Natika gave so many so if you hadn't heard it or you missed it go back listen to that episode again and um write down jot down some takeaways some take action items because she dropped a whole bunch um and so i encourage you ladies to do that but again ladies as always heal right heal if you've had a relationship with your mother that was not the best relationship i encourage you to take inventory self-reflect okay begin to look at yourself that relationship how it's impacted your decisions how it impacted your role as a mother right now how it's impacting your role as a daughter take inventory how it's impacting your relationship with your spouse your boyfriend your friends oh my goodness (laughs) yes how it's impacting you with your friends because Mother-daughter relationships teaches us how to be relational with other women. Uh Uh-huh. Yes, that's a big one. So ladies, as you self-reflect and take inventory on your relationship with your mother, please look at how it's impacted you. And if there's heal from it, um, do what is necessary in order to heal from it. Whatever it is that God places in your heart to do, you know, whether it is to have a conversation with your mom, whether it is just to say, you know what, maybe it's not a conversation, but I need to pray for her, for my heart, for forgiveness in that area. Um, allow God to show you what it is that is needed to, in order to repair that particular place in your heart that was damaged. Finally, ladies, it is so important to note, as I have in the GEMS episode with Ruth, and I'm about to do right now with Natika, that if those wounds that they experienced were never addressed, right, those wounds in their past, if they never addressed them and healed from them, it is safe to say Natika would not be the woman that she is today. And let's just say, right, um, for just the sake of it, say that she didn't address the wounds and by miraculous happenstance, she was given everything that she has today, the marriage, the three children, the um, position that she has at the school, um, being in Sunday school right now, teaching. Um, Let's just say all of that fell into place. I can guarantee she would not have been able to maintain her marriage in that space of brokenness her mothering and her teaching would not have been as great as it is. It would have been impacted. All of it would have been impacted in a negative way. She literally would have been hell walking in heels. And uh, some of you know women like that. Some of you may even be that woman. Um, you know, where do we think that phrase comes from? Hell has no fury like a woman scorned. Because it is true. When we as women are bound by things that hurt us, that have offended us, that have made us bitter, angry, resentful, um, it creates an atmosphere that is hellish. It creates a, um, a woman that literally is walking around bound 
and filled with anger. And she will take that out around the people that she is next to, right? Misery loves company. It has no choice but to move and go somewhere. And so it goes somewhere within the marriage. It'll go somewhere with parenting the children. It'll go somewhere at work. It's going to go somewhere. And so if you are that woman, if you know someone that is that woman, share this episode with them. Today is the day to quench that hellfire that has been burning inside of you because of your past. There's so much life to live, ladies, from a place of freedom. There's so much life to live that goes way beyond just surviving. We were made, we were created to thrive. And today is that day. Today is that very day to quench that hellfire that we've been walking around with, that fire, that resentment, that anger, that hatred that we've had for folks that have offended us, that have hurt us in such a way. Today is that day to begin the process of healing, to begin the process of letting it go. And again, not because they deserve it, not because they're going to get off scot-free, simply because freedom is worth it for you. There's so much more for you. There's so much greatness in store for you. There's a mission that you have to accomplish and you cannot do that if you're stuck on the past, if you're stuck on unforgiveness, if you're stuck on um, not letting go of the past. I encourage you ladies to embrace forgiveness today because your life depends on it. That life that you want so much, that thriving life that you desire depends on it. So if you're holding on to anything that was done in your past, if you're holding on to bitterness, hatred, resentment, take inventory, take a moment to self-reflect, take a moment to, um, to deal with that area of your life that you've kind of been like, you know what? It is what it is. Take a moment to do that. Meet God where he is. Meet God where he is and allow him to touch your heart in such a way that he's able to mend that area of your life. Remember, as I stated on Ruth's episode, he sees all things. He sees all perspectives. He sees the past, present, and the future. He is the alpha and the omega. And so therefore, when he judges someone, he judges righteously. So let him be the judge of that situation. Let him judge that particular individual. As the Bible says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Let the vengeance rest in his hand and you apply the forgiveness, not because of that person, but because you deserve it. You deserve that freedom. You deserve to be free of that offense. You deserve to be free of that anger. You deserve to be free of that resentment. You deserve to be free of that bitterness. Be free today. It is yours to have. Ladies, I'm going to end this episode with a quick prayer. So ladies, join me as I pray for you today and pray for myself as well. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for these last two episodes that were purposely focused by your hand on the power of forgiveness, forgiveness of our past, forgiveness of things that happened to us, oh God, that we had zero control over. Father, I ask in the mighty name of Jesus, 
that you touch the hearts of every woman tuned into these episodes, that they, Father, Lord God, will allow you to touch their hearts in such a way that will open up the opportunity for forgiveness, that they will allow you to flow your love in them and through them, that forgiveness can actually happen, Father. Forgiveness that you desire, forgiveness of letting go and not holding anything against that person and moving on, Father, Lord God, into the things that you have called for us to do. Father, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you touch their hearts in such a way, Father, Lord God, that the person that they once were, they will never be again. That, Father, Lord God, that everything that you desire for them, everything that you see for them, everything that you place in their hearts in order to accomplish will be done in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I thank you. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your forgiveness. I thank you for your peace. I thank you for your joy. I thank you for that every good and perfect gift comes from you, God. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you for all that you have done and for all that you continue to do. Bless the hearts of these women. Bless their hearts. Bless their minds. Bless, Father, Lord God, their thoughts and ideas and everything that they want to put their hands to this year. Father, I thank you that you are not allowing us, Father, Lord God, to proceed into this thing called life out of order. But Father, I thank you, Lord God, that you're showing us that it is absolutely necessary to forgive in order that we may be forgiven so that the life that we desire, the life that you have purposed within us shall come to pass. We give you all glory and honor and praise for your son, Jesus, that was a perfect example of that forgiveness, that forgiveness that was given unto us through his death and resurrection. Father, we thank you. We thank you for that. We give you glory. We give you honor and we give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Ladies, I thank you and we'll talk soon. Love you all. Well, ladies, thank you for tuning in. I hope this episode blessed you as much as it did me. Before we depart, a quick reminder to head on over to the show notes where you will find all the info to keep in contact with being Eve and to learn more about our guests. Make sure to let them know Being Eve sent you. Last but certainly not least, ladies, don't forget to review, share, and subscribe. This is your opportunity to let the whole world know where we gather for absolutely free. As always, ladies, please continue to love, live, and thrive without losing the authentic you.